Hi everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. No matter no. how many comptrollers show up. Oh, okay. I was I there's no I was no references to this episode. I was a little I was just like, alright, Matt's just going good. That's that's alright. Uh we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. We have some people to thank, Matthew. All right. All right. Uh, Rob Jones. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. And Bishop Langvad. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Bishop. On to this week's episode is Lisa Gets an A, episode AABF03, originally aired November 22nd, 1998, written by Ann Max Tone Graham, directed by Bob Anderson, received an 8 rating, uh, let's see, approximately 8 million viewers, episode finished 51st in the ratings, tied with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Don't know how it did on Fo- with, like, comparatively in Fox, but I know it tied with Sabrina, you know. Well, Sabrina's a great show, so obviously. I, I, I'm ready. I'm, I, hey, I, I might watch that reboot, you know? Maybe. Sabrina, the teenage witch mom. The mother witch. She's got, Wait, which one? Are, they're rebooting. Is that seriously? Yeah, they're rebooting Sabrina, and uh, uh, Melissa Joan Hart's going to be a mom, I guess, in the show now. And she's going to have her own teen, She's going to have her own teenage witch. But they're also having the chilling adventures of Sabrina as a TV show. Well, that's a different thing. Okay, good. Because I'm not I, so sure about I, Melissa Joan Hart having her own little teen witch. The teen witch of Sabrina is going to be amazing. I mean, but that, I feel like that's going to be closer to like the like the CW style show, serious s ish. While this will be straight up comedy. Well, good. Yeah, that's my. We need both of those things in our lives. I'm. I just hope Salem's still around. All right. I need a smart. I need a smart Alec cat well, in my life. Even though he's not really a cat, he was like. Salem was a person at one point. Now, okay, we don't need to discuss the canon of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So what happens when you take over the world? You get turned into a cat. I guess that's that's fair. The chalkboard gag. I will not scream for ice cream. Why? Why I mean, not? How can you get ice cream unless you scream for I, it? Ice yeah. cream, I mean, you can just go to the store. Uh, the couch gag. Uh, the family have uh, their hair switched around. Homer has Maggie's. Marge has Bart's. Bart has Lisa's. Lisa has Homer's, and Maggie has Marge's. Turns out, when you replace their hair, the characters look really weird. Shocking. Yeah. Starfish heads? Yeah, it's very... It's it, it. I don't know. It's fine. It's all right. Uh, the episode begins with uh, the, the, the family in church. Um, it is really just an excuse to get the family out of the house so that the plot can start. Uh, Reverend Lovejoy is prolonging uh, the church experience. <laughs> yeah, prolonging. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. Just a a like that amen that final amen everyone can cut and run. Uh, everyone's hungry, so they go for their their Sunday brunch, which is to go to the grocery store and and eat the free samples, which is like the fancy grocery store. It was the Whole Foods of its time. Well, I I, I mean, any I had, place that has cud. Edie Gourmets was the name of the fake store. But yes, it is a very much a Whole Foods type store because it has a whole healthy area that Lisa is uh, very interested in because it has cud. Gross. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really gross. But they they eat. Uh, but they, they also have fudge, so at least there's that. They do have. I mean, Whole Foods is uh, like everyone talks about. Whole Foods having a bunch of healthy food. Whole Foods has a bunch of good food too. Um. Homer's uh, tactic is basically anything that has a toothpick in it is free a free sample. 
So he manages to get an entire roasted chicken as a sample, and then pierces a a can of Buzz Cola, which is a very nice uh, visual <laughs> imagery. Um, and and this is the I think they do manage to I, I I guess they put in the church stuff just to have the family out, but I mean they could have gone they they're the grocery store basically kicks off both plots the A and B plot of this episode because uh, Homer is hungry and and searching for food and wants a very specific type of ice cream and uh, ends up putting Lisa deep into the freezer searching for a very I guess not a very specific one but something delicious at least. Jerry Garcia, yeah. Honey Pono, Desmond Tutti Fruity, yeah. Lisa, help Daddy find some normal flavors. Yeah. Candy Warhol, Xavier Nougat. Nah, nothing made of dead guys. What's in the back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hurry off, my hands are getting cold. Uh, oh my goodness, Homer, get her out of there. Oh. Yeah. Sherbert Hoover. Oh, we've got to get you home to a warm blanket and a cold compress. Ooh. Who's <laughs> <clears throat> are eight dollars a pound, sport? Mm, eight dollars a pound times say oh five pounds is um. Uh, let's see, how many pounds in a gallon? Oh, I can't afford that. <gasps> Unless. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm a financial genius. I buy an $8 lobster, fatten it into an $80 lobster, and eat the profit. I don't I don't know how efficient that is, depending on the amount of food you're feeding this lobster. Yeah, that's the thing about fattening uh, usually animals up. It, it usually requires far more food to, to fatten them up than the average person could actually provide. Not to mention, I, I don't think Homer knows what lobsters eat. They're scavengers. They eat anything. Exactly, but Homer is giving him. Well, it will eventually give him some bacon and eggs. <laughs> yes, uh, we we get uh, Homer fine tuning the salt to fresh water mix. Although those fish looked like saltwater fish to me, but I don't know. I I who knows what the they were just fish, Robbie. Stop getting all fish specific on it. <laughs> oh oh, Mr. Scientist over here, ichthyologist, Mr. Mr. Scientist over here, we're. Suddenly, oh, it doesn't matter about the salt. I mean, it is a they, they, they. I guess there's a the salt and freshwater mix is just fine for lobsters and those those fish in that that same tank. Totally, I, it's totally brackish. I'm assuming that those fish get eaten by Pinchy at some point. Yeah, we don't see them again. They, they disappear. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're Pinchy, not in there when Homer moves into the pool. No, I assume Pinchy uh, got a little hungry and you got. He has a large appetite after Homer feeds him bacon and eggs, as as Matt mentioned. Uh, and uh, Lisa, at the same time, as if we're gonna, if hey, if I'm gonna pick on anything, it's cold. Cold does not make you sick. I don't like. I I I hate to be that person, but I have to. Like, I'm pretty sure I put it in the notes, so you don't have to be that person. Okay. I will happily be that person. Somehow gets sick from being cold. That it doesn't. You don't get sick from being. You don't get colds from being cold. It doesn't work like that. he can. It. It. But whatever. She gets sick. It's. It. There's. I guess there's really bad. And it would be too. They, they, okay. Breathe in. Breathe out. <laughs> let it slide. Lisa gets sick and has to stay home. She doesn't want to, but she has to. Oh my! You're burning up. I'm going to tell the school you're staying home. I'm afraid I can't allow that. Lisa. Bob, no, wait, we can make a deal. You don't have anything I want. The ocean abounds with fearsome creatures, 
but none attacks its prey with more fury than the seaweed shark. The struggle is soon over. Oh, you shouldn't be watching the Learning Channel. You need to take it easy. But I'm hardly learning at all. Why don't you play with one of Bart's video games instead? Hugh Down says they're the latest craze. <laughs> Foolish dingo! You must find and devour the seven crystal babies, or spend eternity trapped in deep didgeridoo! <laughs> I am so scared. Good old deep didgeridoo. Some dingo, some dingo dash for you. Some some Crash Bandicoot uh, theft, basically, from The Simpsons. But I don't know. This just like thinking back to the time when now, like I I remember. A time when this was when PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games. I guess this this was PlayStation One. Uh, Crash Bandicoot was didn't seem so old. And yeah, now those graphics seemed amazing. Yeah, and now you're like, oh right, that's a that game's old, like thirty years, twenty five years old now. And you're like, oh man, I'm an old man now. Um, and Lisa gets addicted to Dingo Dash, which hey, I. You don't. It's not a hard sell for a intellectually uh, intellectual young girl to get obsessed with a video game. That seems like actually, I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, it's true. Video games, uh, especially puzzle type video games, seem to entrap the intelligent. Uh, luckily, I stick to the stupid games. You know, like even more RPGs. You play Civ. Civ's not That's a true. I do. Civ's not uh, a dumb also, game. I really enjoy that Marge thinks it's the learning that is stressful and that she shouldn't do all. Well. Like, no, it's not. It's not keeping the other kids from getting sick or the teacher. It's not from you know the stress of going to school. That's not what she needs to avoid. It's the learning she needs to avoid. That's what puts stress on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hurts your brain and makes you makes you sick worse. Matt, come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Lisa is obsessed with this game. Ralph, fortunately, has her best interests in mind. Comes over, gives her uh, her homework, which is to read The Wind in the Willows. Um, which Lisa does not do. Ooh, she doesn't she read the doesn't? wind in the willows. She does not read the wind in the willows. Uh, there is a little cute Easter egg there of Ralph. If you look at Ralph's copy of Wind in the Willows, there is a picture in it of him holding hands with Lisa. Of the teacher. it's very cute. Um, but Lisa is obsessed with this game. Does not want to go back to school. Uh, like that is the the power it has over her. And uh, again, one hundred percent here, you Lisa definitely. <laughs> Like definitely many games. I was like, I don't want to. Can I just play game? Go stay home, play video game. So she fakes sick, and Marge buys it for a while because Lisa has earned that trust. As as Bart questions at, at one point, but eventually enough days go by. Marge goes, Oh yeah, that's this is enough time. You need to go back to school. It's been too long. You can't play Dingo Dash all day. So Lisa is basically kicked out of the curb. And discovers that the test for Win in the Willows is that very day. Oh, I really need one more day, Mom. I think the germs are regrouping. Now for breakfast, I'll have hash browns, coffee, and a short stack. And would it kill you to heat up the syrup? But I, I might infect the other kids. That's a risk I'm willing to take. So long. Welcome back, Lisa. I trust you got the homework I assigned. The Wind in the Willows? Oh, yeah, Ralph brought it over. Perfect. Then I won't need to excuse you from the test. Oh, test? Game over, mate. Game over, mate. Game over, mate. Uh, with that, we go to commercial. Lisa 
uh, stressing out because she's about to fail the test. It's true. Alisa, actually, when we come back, she's, she's almost hyperventilating. Uh, she, she begins to take the test, and right away, it's very obvious she's not going to do well. Okay, all right. You can bluff your way through one test. Mr. Toad has a red blank. Okay, skip that one. Mr. Blank needs a blank in order to blank his blank. Oh, I am in deep blank. And the lowest grade in the class... She's going to say my name! Lisa Simpson, zero. <gasps> Lisa, <gasps> the president of Harvard would like a word with you. Nasty business, that zero. Naturally, Harvard's doors are now closed to you. But I'll pass your file along to <coughs> Brown. Mmm, heck of a school. Weren't you at Brown, Otto? Yep. Almost got tenure, too. <gasps> no, not Brown, 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 Lisa, Brown. you're saying Brown an awful lot. Are you okay? Well, actually, I do feel a little feverish. Ah, uh, don't worry about the test. Just get yourself a nice drink of water. Then come back and finish the test. Brown, Brown, Brown. <laughs> hey, I'd take tenure at Brown. I'd take tenure in a lot of places. Are you an accredited institution? Then I will take tenure from you. I will be happy I, to teach whatever you want me to. It, I, I think that they nail the, the what Lisa's anxiety is about. I, I can remember yeah. being a grade schooler and being unbelievably scared of not getting an A. Like anything less than an A was like supposed would fill me with shame if they even the thought of it. And someone could have just told me it doesn't matter. It's you're in grade school. As long as you get an A or a B or a C, like. You know, you're fine. It doesn't. No one cares. You just need to no get to the next. No one cares until you get to like the last two years of high school. Yeah, you gotta worry. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. But I understand, Lisa. Like she is, she is that you know, failing one test about the wind of the willows. And you know, I don't even think it's necessarily like all she'll not get into Harvard. It is also you know that shame about. You know, Ralph saying, oh, I'm going to have the worst grade and that she has a worse grade than Ralph. You know, there's I don't know. I think there was still a good chance that they would have equally bad grades. (laughs) I don't know, Ralph. I think looked at the book. Maybe, maybe. But I'm pretty sure just looking at the front of the the cover uh, of the book, she could figure out that Mr. Toad has a red blank. I've never even seen the window of the walls. I'm pretty sure it's car. Uh, the second question seems a little tougher. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of blanks in there. Mr. Blank needs a blank to blank his blank. Yeah, uh, a lot of, yeah. Look, that's that's a little trickier. Come on, Miss Hoover. Where's the multiple choice here? These are kids. Anyway, no mercy. So no mercy at all. Uh, Miss Hoover has zero mercy for Lisa. She's like, oh, go get a glass of water and you can come back and taste the test. Uh, however, while in the halls, Lisa meets Bart, who apparently made a dummy of himself out of mostly latex in shop class because. <laughs> Bart, in some sex, in some facts of life, is an absolute genius. And in others, is just... like a, it's like this is like a Escape from Alcatraz level dummy creation, good enough to substitute for himself. He can just peel out of class. He leaves his dummy behind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Lisa explains her predicament to Bart, uh, who says, "Just take the zero; it'll be fine." But you know, that's not for everybody. He understands that's Lisa can't handle that. That's just what he would do. Uh, so he takes Lisa. To uh, meet, uh, you know, the guy. You know, you know, everyone knows a guy. Bart takes her to meet the guy. Hey, I can't go in there. Relax. There's nothing here you didn't see when Dad boycotted pants. Hang on, I'll buzz you in. Buzz. Teacher and subject. Miss Hoover, wind in the willows. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
Oh my god, these are the answers to the test. I don't want to cheat. Hey, hey, these are study aids. They're for novelty purposes only. If a few bad apples use them for cheating, I can't be held responsible. Forget it. I'd rather get a zero. Good for you, lass. I got me a zero once, and my life turned out just fine. Oh, whoa! That's a nasty clog. Ooh, you've got yourself a partner, have you? Keep the change. Come here, you slippery rascals. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you want to, you end up unclogging toilets by hand. That was... Our listener question this week is about the grossest stuff. Willie unclogging that toilet. Pretty bad. Yeah, that was on my short list. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I forgot. I had forgotten completely about it. Now watching it, like that, they really go all in to make that. Yep, that would sell me immediately. Like, I don't want to be Willie. Don't want to be reaching my hands into toilets. No, thank you. Not to mention, most toilets really can't do that because there's a bend like right after where you can see. So uh, you, you really have to use tools for that. No, no. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't mean to inject logic into the no, show. No, my bad. No, my bad. Sh- Anyway, uh, at this point we cut back to Homer, uh, who's lobster. Excuse me. Sorry, quick water break. We cut back to Homer, whose lobster is now huge. Uh, so big, in fact, that it has outgrown its tank, the tank that it now has to itself, and gets its own little kiddie pool, which I'm pretty sure it's the same one we've seen Homer hanging out naked in. So, you know, at least it's still getting some use. I, yeah, I, Pinchy. <laughs> oh, Pinchy. Oh, Pinchy. I'm not even sure if he's given him a name yet, to be honest. I don't think he's named him. It's just Lobster at this point. It's just Lobster. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, Pinchy the Lobster now has his own pool. Uh, back to Lisa. Uh, she gets the test back, uh, which I guess Mrs. Hoover graded over lunch. But uh, she spilled, uh, I believe it was Kahlua and Drambui. I've never heard of Drambui. Have you? Mm-hmm. It is a liqueur. Well, Oh, okay. It's a liqueur. So Mr. Miss Hoover has been, uh, you know, getting a little, little sloppy over lunch. Uh, it's and Lisa, one drink. Matt, she's fine. She had a Kahlua and a Drambuie, so it's at least two. Unless you know, she, mix, she mixes them together. Oh, okay. Okay. Just to making sure. She's totally fine. She <laughs> anyway. has to work at Springfield Elementary, all right? Sometimes you need a little help to get by. I'm sure lots of times you need a little help to work at Springfield Elementary. <laughs> yes, anyway, exactly. Uh, Lisa in her usual fashion, got the test back. Everything, she got everything right, 100%. Excuse me. And including all the extra credit, credit questions, even the one that was cut off by the copier, she somehow figured out. Because that's Lisa. She can't do anything less than 100%. However, Lisa is immediately apprehensive about this. But, uh, you know, she, she's happy for now. Uh, we then cut to that evening uh, where it is time to you know, finally cooked the lobster that Homer has successfully fattened up. Uh, we don't know how much money, if it's anything like his baking grease venture. Uh, I'm sure it costs far more than the difference in price, but it's Homer. That's how these things go for him. However, Homer cannot cook Pinchy. He sees an idealized, almost anime version of Pinchy that is super cute, whereas we also get Marge's view, which looks like a giant bug, which is essentially what lobsters are. Yeah. Marge's Marge is more than ready to dump Pinchy in the boiling water, which you are not supposed to do anymore. I would like to point out uh, that is cruel and unusual punishment. I don't. Uh, what you're supposed to do is take a knife. I don't and think that's put true. It right. Who said that? What's that? Who said that? That's cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, chefs and neurologists. I have heard that it's still up for debate. Uh, no, I, I've I've 
seen several places where it's like, no, don't do that. What you're supposed to do is you take a knife, you put it right behind their head, and then you hit it with a mallet, which cuts the uh, the, the brainstem. Not that the lobsters have much of a brainstem, but it cuts it immediately, leading to instant death. That's that's how you, you kill lobsters now. You don't boil them alive. I don't... I think that's the thing about this B-plot to me, because it... I, I saw in reading the news group reviews, some people uh, compared it to like the 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 Mojo plot. You know, Homer have, gets a pet that yes. he obsesses over, and the Mojo plot in retrospect is kind of awful because he's a monkey. Uh, but I don't care about lobsters; they're bugs. I don't care. Like <laughs> I, you say, oh yeah, you should chop their heads in half before you boil them. I don't. I don't feel. I don't. I don't feel remorse about killing cockroaches. I don't feel remorse about killing lobsters. Uh, they're giant bugs. They barely are alive. They don't. Even, they barely are. They know they exist. Like I do. Like anything they do to this lobster, Pinchy is like they're they're awful looking. They're terrifying. Like I don't. I'm totally a okay. Way too much work for the tiny amount of meat uh, you get. I'm well. I mean, Homer's fattening up, so he gets a, a lot more. Still, it's just it's just not enough. And I think that like that's the other thing is like Marge is like, hey, let's cook them. I'm just like, yeah, you know, Marge does want to cook. Th- she's the she is the the cook. She is the she does. She's the family chef. She's got to take care of the the family. She doesn't probably want that lobster in her house anymore. <laughs> I would t- totally buy all of this, and it. I don't. You know, it doesn't. Homer being like growing this fondness for this lobster is uh, it allows me to ha- like laugh at the ending of the episode basically like I don't I just That's don't true. I just don't care just don't care about lobsters kill them all every day don't care they just happen to be delicious unfortunately for yeah them. I, well they used to be poor people <laughs> anyway. food they used to be poor people food. That's true, they did. Uh, mm-hmm. the prisoners complained about eating too much lobster and now they're just really expensive. Although, uh, although apparently that the there, I don't know if this is still a problem. It was a problem. I think I read this last year. Uh, we had too much lobster, but they didn't want to. Restaurants didn't want to insinuate that lobsters could be bought cheaply at all. So they were trying to. A lot of chain restaurants, especially, were trying like Red Lobster and and, and restaurants like that, were trying to an Outback Steakhouse or something. Were trying to provide more menu items that weren't just like straight up lobster but we're like lobster ravioli uh lobster pizza like just any way they could get lobster onto the menu so that they could get rid of all the surplus that they had yeah i believe that lobster facts this is the new podcast uh next week <gasps> lobster talk lobster lobster talk lobster talk lobster talk anyway <laughs> yes oh lord okay uh homer can't cook pinchy uh so uh, in lieu of that, Homer has a, you know, substitution. And now for the main course, steamed main cabbages. <clears throat> Pardon me for asking, but where the hell's my stupid lobster? We're not eating Mr. Pinchy. He's part of the family now. <clears throat> Pinchy, I made you some risotto. What? You gotta be kidding me. What's your problem, Peggy? You don't eat lobster. No, but I enjoy the smell. Well, lobster or no lobster, this is still a very special dinner. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Lisa broke her own record by two whole plus. Mom, where did you get that? Oh, it just turned up in the course of my daily rummaging. By the way, I oiled the hinge on your diary. Aren't you proud of your big sister, Mr. Pinchy? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> I am sick of everyone being so proud of me. That's my girl. So, 
Yeah, Lisa is just sick to death of people being proud of her. How dare they? I mean, How I think, dare they? I think that, you know, you're starting, we're starting to see that Lisa was fine with the cheating as long as it just disappears. You know, she can forget about it. But now it is being, you know, just thrown in front of her at every moment to remind her of what she did, you know, and how she didn't earn her grade. And now she is no better than, I mean, she's even worse than Bart because Bart would have just taken a zero. And I, you know, I think yeah, all, all of that is just, it's getting reinforced in her mind. She's, she doesn't want it. To, she doesn't want her sin thrown in her face. And it is just keeps, it keeps coming back. It's true. Uh, Lisa will be happy as long as no one ever remembered it. But unfortunately for Lisa, you know, the family wants to make a big deal out of it because it's it's the best she's ever done. Uh, of course, the next day at school, Lisa is freaking out about the whole cheating thing. And Bart tries to empathize with her, but he just can't. He, he almost had it for a second, but then he loses it and says, no, no, he just he just can't care enough about it. Bart's, Bart's morals are deep and complex and, and not, uh, you know, not apparent here. <laughs> um then Nelson, of course, drops by his newest customer to try and sell her the results to another test, uh, at which point Lisa gets horrifically indignant uh, for Nelson suggesting once again that she cheat. Uh, at this point, however, poor Lisa is called to the principal's office uh, for what she believes is a reckoning, but she's wrong. I've just received some rather unusual news regarding your unprecedented A triple plus. To be honest, I'm surprised and saddened. Uh, no, not saddened. What's the word? Oh, yes. Delighted. What? I'm delighted to report that your grade brought the entire school's GPA up to our state's minimum standard. We now qualify for a basic assistance grant. It's the greatest honor the school has ever received. And it's all thanks to you. Your devotion to scholarship is a shining beacon to all who... Stop it! I cheated! Cheated, 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 cheated! Lisa, what are you trying to say? I cheated! <gasps> Did she cheat? I, I believe she cheated, Robbie. Oh, oh okay. Got it. I, you might have yeah. missed that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Lisa has confessed, and then we fade to black. Going to commercial. So serious. <laughs> uh, it's a serious thing, Robbie. It's super serious. Yeah, second grade test would win the windows. I think it's, I don't know. Uh, that's, I don't know, uh, that's. I think the other thing about this is that. Okay, we're we'll talk about it. I think at the end. I I I think my only my mis my only misgivings about this episode. Um. So Lisa has revealed to to Skinner that she has cheated, and Skinner, upon hearing that only he is the only one that knows. I guess him and Nelson and Bart are the only three, uh, that know. And that because of Lisa's grade is the thing that gets them this new grant, puts them over the edge. He is not going to tell. He's going to, we're going to keep it secret. We're going to stay hush hush. Uh, and Lisa refuses to accept that. Says she has to go over his head and uh, talk to Superintendent Chalmers. Uh, Chalmers takes her on a tour of the school to try and change her mind. I am outraged that you've kept this from me. You were supposed to call as soon as the new scoreboard was in. Tell me, does it play that song, Charge? Oh, does it ever. You can't keep this scoreboard because there's not going to be any grant money. Because I cheated! Lisa, let's take a walk. A little traveling music, Seymour. Good Lord, what a dump. <laughs> 
not surprising. This school was once classified the most dilapidated in all of Missouri. That's why it was shut down and moved here, brick by brick. Look around, Lisa. That grant money could do a lot of good. Don't you think those youngsters deserve a regulation, Tetherball? Ow! We can buy real periodic tables instead of these promotional ones from Oscar Mayer. Now, who can tell me the atomic weight of bolonium? Ooh, delicious! Correct. I would also accept Snacktacular. And for the first time ever, our computer lab actually has a computer in it. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. I'm learning. Aw, oh, way to go, Ralph. Ah, she's a beaut. You can't beat a Coleco. How many can I put you down for? A lot? Please say a lot. I need this. I don't know. I'm not even sure we can keep this one. It's up to Lisa. What do you say, Lisa? Will you keep our little secret for the good of your classmates and your school? And let's not forget old Gil, huh? <laughs> the wolf's at old Gil's door. Oh, I guess I don't have much choice. <laughs> oh, thank God. Now, let's talk rust-proofing. These Calicos will rust up on you like that. Uh, shut up, Gil. Close the deal. Close the deal. <laughs> oh, good I old I love Gil. this entire scene because, one, Super Nintendo Chalmers, uh -huh. one of the most memorable lines for all of this, uh, the old the wolf's at old Gil's door, and these computers will rust up on you in a heartbeat. <laughs> what are they made of? Pure iron? Almost everything computers are made of will not corrode. Cor they're they're calicos, Matt. What do you want? I know, I know. I just, I love it so much. They're also the Missouri line. I mean, oh, it's so great. The uh, yeah, the, I I really like the, they have Coleco. That they get all this, they're getting all this money, and they go they buy Calicos from Gil. And Gil is selling Coleco. It is perfect. Everything's perfect. Um, so this is presenting Lisa with this very uh, like an interesting conundrum. You know, does she keep it quiet and get her school more money so they could help Ralph with his cat quizzes? I mean, it's something. He got it. He got he identified. He spelled cat right. So there's that. You know, C A T. He got it right. Or good job, Ralph. Uh, first grade stuff. Yeah. Or does she? bow down our principles and like you know say there's there's black and there's white and i have to i have to reveal what i've done and that's a that's an interesting place it reminds me a lot of uh lisa the iconoclast because it is another very much like okay you can reveal the truth or keep it hidden and if you reveal the truth it will potentially damage other people's lives and not just your own um, but you keep it hidden, you have to deal with the fact that you know this truth and it's not out there. You know, people are living with lies that they're perhaps not even aware of. And I think it's true. It's like, what what is the price of your lie? Like, how much how much will it eat you up versus how much good will it do? Yes. And I, I that's an interesting, uh, I think, particularly for Lisa as a character, it's a, it's an interesting challenge. Uh, it's a little bit different than the the, uh, the Lisa the Iconoclast because this is actually her who has cheated. You know, there's a little bit more pressure on her uh, for that. Um, we cut back to the B plot at this point. Homer is taking Pinchy's for walks on the beach. Pinchy is a wuss, I guess. He's lucid to hermit crabs. Hermit crabs are bullying him on the beach. <laughs> what a wussy lobster. Come on, man. Uh, sea Captain does offer to put Pinchy in his lobster academy. Which I don't stresses tough love chores and the like. I don't I don't know how much of that training is gonna 
take carry through on Pinchy. Uh, lobsters are n- nameless monsters that have no personality whatsoever. I'm I'm 100% down on my don't care about lobsters whatsoever. So there's no way you can convince me that they can become a pet. I mean, you're you're not gonna get the. Yeah, they're 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 named they're monsters. Now, the Those, lobster they're... people. That's a whole different thing we have to worry about. But lobsters themselves, yeah. Lobster people. Yeah, you know the lobster people that are in charge of everything. They live six feet below Denver. Come on, thought we knew this. Is this a South Park reference, man? It's half South Park reference, half uh, ep- reference to the episode where Homer is Mr. X. Have we gotten to that one yet? No, it's the, season, the island, I believe. Uh, this the the extended prisoner reference. Yes, yes, we'll get. Well, it's this season, I think. Uh, we'll, oh, we'll, goody! We'll, we'll talk. I, I can't. Oh. I know. I know you love that episode, so I can't wait till we get to it. Um, oh yeah. So we we get a, we cut back to Pinchy a little bit. Now we're back at Lisa's story. She is she and uh, the rest of the school and and Skinner and and Super uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers are being presented a check by the comptroller for uh, for this grant and. Uh, Lisa has to make a choice to stay silent or to reveal the truth. I know this giant check is very important to everyone here, but what's even more important is the truth. (laughs) Because after all, education is the search for truth. No, no, it isn't. Don't listen to her. She's out of her mind. And the truth is, we don't deserve this grant, and I don't deserve your applause. I cheated on that test. Wait! How dare you condemn this girl? Who among you can honestly say you've never cheated? On your wives? Or your husbands? What she just did took courage. And where I come from, Canada, we reward courage. So I hereby decree that you keep the grant. And let's give this brave girl the ovation she deserves! I'm so proud of you. You got the highest grade in the class. But, Mom... The highest grade. Okay, Lisa's gone. Places, people. Oh, man. Acting is tough. I'll be in my trailer. (laughs) Oh, good old predictable Lisa. I knew her conscience was a ticking time bomb. Heads up. Here comes the real comptroller. This grant ensures a light bulb in every classroom and a high-definition TV for the teacher's lounge. Now, where's the little girl who made this grant possible? Where's Lisa Simpson? Come on up here, Lisa. Now, how about that? Smart and modest. Well, I should be going now. These giant checks don't hand themselves out. Okay, people, let's have a round of applause for the real comptroller. Hmm? Idiots. <laughs> I just, I want to, anytime I have to uh, in, incite applause for somebody, I want to, let's have a round of applause for the real blank. <laughs> just to make people question what reality they live in. So, uh, they, they, they bet on and i think this is like i i don't know if you call this a twist really uh but it it i think it plays off of our expectations of of, of the show and of lisa to a certain degree i think it is trying to undercut the idea that oh yeah lisa always does the right thing and sometimes i don't know reality doesn't always jive with the right thing 
and about how you know the educational system is in America is uh uh damaged <laughs> uh, to put it lightly underfunded under with underfunded underfunded but i mean i i think that's the other question in this is obviously they're not they they bought a like we've already seen some of their purchases one is a gigantic scoreboard which is fantastic, by the way. I love their obsession with the scoreboard. And, uh, and then Coleco computers from Gill, which are at at that point in 1998, over, when were Coleco's? Like mid-80s? Late-80s, maybe? Sounds about right. Yeah, they were very old computers then. And like those are the investments that the school is making. Like They're going to buy a uh, uh, high-definition television for the, the, the teacher's lounge. Like These aren't like... They, they take Lisa on this tour and say they're going to repair everything, but like, and that's the question I kind of come up with in this episode is like, the interesting thing to me in Lisa the Iconoclast is the fact that Lisa decides to keep quiet and doesn't reveal the truth about Jebediah Springfield because she realizes the lie is worth more than the truth. Because all, all, the town of Springfield, the people who live there, they they a lot of their self worth and identity is tied up in this mythical figure, and, and it, they really need a, a good uh, good authority figure to look up to. I, I guess that's true. There's not much else. And in this episode, she doesn't, and I think that's my. I don't know if I, I, I you know, I, I I have thought about this since I watched this episode. Is like, does do I buy the fact that Lisa would tell the truth in this situation, uh, or would she not? Does this jive with my my idea of Lisa? Yeah, it seems to be one of those things where it's just like, do you believe that Lisa is so moral she wouldn't go for the greater good? And I don't, you know, and that's the thing. Like, she does say, yeah, educate. It is like one. There is a difference. Like I said earlier, she cheated in this. She explicitly did something wrong. Uh, and and two, she has already seen that they don't spend the money very well. Like the things they're going to be spending money on are not necessarily going to help or improve the school at all. You know, the school itself is managed poorly. Her teacher is drinking during lunchtime while they're grading and is spilling her liqueur on the tests. Like it, you know, it, it is the whole episode is about like, yeah, actually Lisa, yeah, she cheated on this test, but the whole educational system she's in is kind of mismanaged and terrible. So do you even want this? Like, does this money help? I mean, it helps people because they can spend money on frivolous things, but is it actually going to help the kids? And ultimately, I kind of sat on the side of like, I think I agree that Lisa would could tell would not necessarily would, but in a version this version of the episode, I can buy that she tells the truth. And then we get this, you know, the Simpson esque gag of them faking the comptroller, <laughs> the real comptroller. Let's applaud, please. Bart, Bart put his uh, his latex skills to good use. Exactly, and that's a nice little callback as well that she he made a fake Lisa as well. And that he's like Skinner, like paid him off under the table or something to buy into this this whole scam. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think my only nitpick is I wish it could do a little bit more about it. You know, just a little tiny bit more of why Lisa does this. You know, like she, we get her speech, which is 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 nice. I wish it was a little bit her, like a little bit more about why. And it hammered home a little bit of the educational stuff in there about the educational system, about her, why she's making that choice. But I'm fine with it, I think. I'm still, I'm okay with this, the, the, her, the, the, how they, I think Lisa's handled pretty well in this episode. I agree. Like this, this feels like Lisa. I, I think you hit the nail on the head with 
why she actually confesses. Because in this episode, like you said, she did something wrong, and that is what is like hurting her essentially. Yeah, and, it, and that's why she has to confess. Uh, uh, he's trying to keep somebody else's secret. That that's just. I feel like that's the way a lot of people are. It's like they they can make excuses for their friends all they want, but when it comes to themselves, they just they have to be clean. Well, good people. Well, good people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and that's the end of the A plot. We, however, the episode is not over because they're still Pinchy. Pinchy's still around, Matt. Oh, Pinchy. And, and, and luckily, uh, Pinchy survives and, uh, we get Pinchy and every, he becomes a reoccurring cast member. Now, uh, there's that's three, true. three that pets, the Sands Little Helper, Snowball 2, and Pinchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, yep. that doesn't happen. Uh, Homer eats Pinchy. Sorry, oh. Pinchy got all dirty in the yard chasing birds, but don't worry. I put him in a nice hot bath. Hey, what smells so good? Yeah, Pinchy. Pinchy. <gasps> Pinchy! <laughs> oh man, that's good. Pass <laughs> the butter. <laughs> Are you going to eat that all by yourself? Pinchy uh, would have wanted it this way. <laughs> My dear sweet Pinchy. <laughs> no more pain where you are now, boy. <laughs> oh, God, that's tasty. I wish Pinchy were here to enjoy this. <laughs> Oh, Pinchy. Thank you for all of those noises of Homer I, crying. And I, 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 it's the funniest thing in this episode to me, Matt. I love it. It really is. I really, I, mean, I, I can't deny it. Homer, and that's the thing, like, I just, like I said, I don't care about the lobster's feelings, and I could, I could easily laugh at Homer crying eating over his pet lobster. <laughs> He's like, like eating by himself, won't let anyone else have any, pouring butter into it, and, and, and crying about Pinchy while he's eating Pinchy. I don't know. I, I if, if because it's a lobster, I overlook the kind of grotesque. I, maybe it's the, the grotesqueness actually makes it a little bit funnier in this very specific situation because it's well, it's not that bad because it's a lobster. Something you eat all the time. It's not like you're like, oh god, what is he doing? That's awful. It's like no, that's I mean, that's just Homer. No, I mean. That's I, I like. I, there's lots of animals I eat all the time. Like I eat chickens and cows and pigs. But guess what? If Homer brought up a cow, a baby cow, and raised it himself, and then end, end up eating at the end of the episode, I would probably be very bothered by that because you know cows are nice animals. You know they're not terrifically smart, but they are very cute and and nice and sweet animals. So I that would bother me, even though I eat beef all the time. Yeah. A lobster, it's a big bug. No, I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and I mean, I understand the, there's, I have, you know, what every carnivore has to deal with in their life. Kind of that hypocrisy of like, yeah, cockroach, you know, that's just a big cockroach, that lobster. But, you know, those animals we eat are actually very nice and cute at things, generally. Not, they're, you know, <laughs> that we, we just slaughter and eat. But it's fine with a lobster. I laugh at it really hard. I, I'm Matt. I cannot tell you how happy I am that this episode is good. 
I know, especially after the last couple where we were like, uh, yeah, I guess they're okay, or, oh, this is so awful, our new worst episode ever. Yeah, I, 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 I think that it is a pattern that will be uh, repeating, I think, in, this, in these few next seasons of these oases in the desert, of uh, some runs of some bad episodes that, uh, you know, we will be savaging at times with our critiques when we get a genuinely nice and happy and good one that it you know it has a little a little bit of the same stuff that we've noticed in these past couple episodes it's just by the way it's constructed it uses those things to its advantage you know it has like a kind of dark ending with homer eating his beloved pet but because it's a lobster i think it's hilarious uh you know it actually it 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 takes the the trope of you know lisa being this very upright and moral person and doesn't betray her, you know, it avoids betraying her character by having the school and everyone in town, basically, except for the comptroller, expecting her to tell the truth, expecting her principles to to, to win out, and therefore basically conning her to, to do her thing, and then getting the fake, the real comptroller around without her present. Like, it's aware of all the things, and does a lot of the same things, but because it's constructed to not betray you know the characters and frankly it has homer as the b plot he carries all the laughs it doesn't have to carry the character stuff which is what lisa does in this episode uh i, I like it a lot i i'm glad i like it a lot i <laughs> i was worried that i, I was haven't watched in a while and it was not gonna do it and it but it it was it's still a great very funny episode it really is. Uh, like you said, it, it works well that, that most of the funny stuff seems to come from people that at least interact with and Homer. Uh, they, they, that was a really good use of a B-plot to add in some, I say, much-needed humor. It's not super well-needed, but you know, it added some levity to an episode that could be very existentially um, uh, draining, I suppose. Um I mean, it could have had something like that, but instead we also get Homer eating Pinchy. So, and then uh, you know, the school was already so crappy. Lisa probably won't even notice the extra money besides the new scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, that's the other thing. Is like I think it ties back into the fact that what Springfield is and what the Springfield Elementary is. It doesn't matter if they get all that money because it will all be wasted on Calicos. Uh, Indeed, and Gil will be able to get the wolves off his back for a few days, maybe. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for this for my favorite episode. However, if you do have a favorite episode, send it into SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com explaining why a certain episode is your favorite. Uh, read it when we get there. Uh, next up, Matt, is time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments news group is right. Come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, uh, archived on Google Groups, and see what people are talking about a week or two after episode debuted. Uh, people like this one, Matt, not surprisingly. No, because the last couple episodes um, have been challenging, let's say. So this one is is great, comparatively speaking. <laughs> you could have you could have had this last season and the season before. Yeah, exactly. I, I think this episode would fit anywhere in, uh, you know, in any run, any season so far. Uh, I think people like the last couple episodes, but it's hard to get a, 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 like a hold of. Like, I think the news group has gotten so large at this point. 
that there's not like, hey, it's these seven people and you get an idea of what they their thoughts are. It's just always people like, I'm posting a review this week. I'm posting my thoughts this week. You know, there's there were some, several diehards that always post capsule reviews, which include review include the reviews but plus did you knows and all the references and all the continuity and stuff like that. But people like it mostly. There's a couple people who are like, I don't like it. I think those are mostly people who always dislike Lisa episodes. Which why are you why are you bad people? Why are you bad? True. They're the worst people ever. Eh, I would call them the worst ever. That's true. There, there are worse people. There, there are actual real life Nazis still working in this world. So they're not the worst, but you know, they're close. Oh wow! Right. All right. Hot take. Uh, just another note that I found that I thought was very amusing. I pulled this specifically for you, Matt. Uh, this is a, a, a message that was left on uh, the news group this week. Just a short note to the newer people that binaries are not allowed in alt.tv.simpsons. There have been quite a few binary posts in the last day or so. Uh, uh, Posting binaries to a text-only group is a huge violation of netiquette. Some ISPs will cancel your account for doing it. Some people spend hours downloading these files against their will. Oh, news groups. You were a hodgepodge of terrible things that somehow still exist. Could you explain this to our listeners? Could you explain this to our listeners, Matt? Uh, yes, binaries are basically any computer file that's more than text, essentially. More than likely what happened is that people were recording these episodes, somehow getting them onto their computers and uploading them. So that in a news group, uh, in order to you know browse a news group, you have to download the entire thing. So all.simpsons.tv, if someone uploaded a uh, binary post, a.k.a. the episode itself in some kind of computer format, when someone else wanted to, I don't know, peruse the texts post, they would have to download that. Uh, because the news groups were fair and are still fairly primitive. Uh, so other people had to download like multi hundred megabyte files to get a bunch of text files that probably only measured up to like 10 megs uh, because people are jerks and don't know where to upload things. Come on, guys. Alt.binaries. It's not that hard to find. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I knew I could rely on you to explain it better than I could. Uh, but that's about it. Oh, that's all I got uh, for this week. There's a lot of garbage. Uh, as like I said, the news groups have grown more spam, more junk, more people, more people like ads along with the relatively normal posts and reviews and talk about the episodes. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what moment grossed you out the most? Um... Lots of, I don't, I would hesitate to call them good answers, uh, very, I, I, I guess, qualified answers, because now I remember all these things that all, are all very gross. <laughs> uh, first of AJ, anytime we've seen vomit on screen, it's the one thing I don't like to see. Best episode I can think of is the Harry Potter Halloween parody, where Bart's horrible monster pleads for death while vomiting on the teacher. It may not seem like much, but it isn't for me. Uh, that's... I agree. That is also that is bad. You're not, the, and that was not the only person who answered with the the horrible monster from the Harry, po- Harry Potter uh, parody. Um, let's see. We have Sean. Ten thousand rats being milked by ten thousand rat milking machines. Crap on a crust. That's vulgar. It wasn't even dog or higher either. Uh, James, uh, when the Simpsons did a crossover with the Far Inferior Family Guy, I still feel ill when I think about it. I. Sad but true. Brandon, I was initially thinking the uh, week old sandwich homer kept dating, but the winner is the space needle dropping on Scratchy's eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robbie, Homer's knee wound growing over Ralph's hand always grossed me out. Still makes me a little grossed out. Also a popular answer. 
Norman Homer's eye eyes uh, crusting over after surgery. Good Lord, make it stop. Very also very popular answer. Uh, Josh Homer licking dried blood and vapor rub from the quickie mart floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alistair nail through Homer's foot. Fiddle dee dee. That will require a bucket. Uh, Izzy, I gotta say the whole little Lisa slurry thing was pretty gross. Yes. Uh, Sean, his jiggling is almost hypnotic. Yes, it's like a lava lamp. Uh, Dan, Homer cooking and eating his own leg in Trials of Horror 28. Yeah, that that's a, a, a very recent episode, and Homer eating himself slowly is really... It's a, actually effectively disturbing for a Trials of Horror. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it gross, but I would definitely call it disturbing. I would call it both. Uh... Tom at Egg Kitten, both the grossest and most well-drawn image from The Simpsons. I'll never wash this hand again. Bart's gross girl hand. Uh, Employee Million at Oh Benjamin. Not gross as much as abstract, but Don Hertzfeld's couch gag is just disturbing. At least The Simpsons' reliance on gross health never got as excessive as SpongeBob. Yeah, the the Don Hertzfeld's couch gag is along the same lines of, like, very... Like disturbing, very bot. It just unsettling. Uh, Zach at Zach Kowalski, Homer's face melting off in Brother from the Same Planet. I still get nightmares from that. How about a little hug? Uh, Cole on Midnight on the Third Day. It's got to be Homer's eyes crusting over after laser surgery. Uh, John at John Fine Two. Cannibal Homer, not only gross but just poor taste. Uh, Dominic at Dominic Peel. Homer cutting his fingers off at mm, Homer. One of the few Simpsons moments that caused a truly visceral reaction. Yeah, a lot of. Cannibal Homer. Uh, Cody and Coats Goats. Comic guy with 100 tacos for $100. I don't care how long that Doctor Who marathon is. I feel que- queasy thinking about eating that much. Uh, finally, <laughs> Fat Matt at Fat Matt. When Homer's scab grows over Ralph's hand. Yeah, a lot of Dude. people. That's really bothersome. Uh, Matt, what's your answer? Uh, I got to go with the sandwich. Uh, every time at the end when it has mushrooms and stuff on it and Homer goes to still eat it, I I, I, I feel a rising in my gullet every time. It just that caps everything else that i the simpsons have ever done i i like all these answers are really good and all of them are like right i'm gonna go with i i think something that like sometimes i think the grossness is actually effective like they actually want to make you feel gross i the one that bothers me the most is from the family guy crossover and it is them doing the car wash together homer and peter both mostly naked like and it's so long and it it's not ne- like it doesn't do it's not funny it doesn't do anything but go oh fat guys like like wet wet and like wearing short shorts and like rubbing on cars like i i don't know why it felt like they just like they didn't they didn't stop to think why they should do that they just said we can so we will uh it it like uh, uh. also the Honorable mention the groundskeeper Willie and his hands in toilet. Yeah, the, the that day. is definitely honorable. This episode <laughs> is really something no one ever didn't bring up, but it's really, really gross because that they really draw the filth on that. Uh, next week's question: We talk about these all. We bring them up all the time. Uh, probably too much, honestly. What's what plot hole bothers you the most? And it doesn't have to be a reasonable. Does not have to be a reasonable answer. Some of them, things that bother me, some of the plot holes that bother me, are not reasonable answers. I shouldn't really, they shouldn't bother me, but they do anyway. Which one bothers you the most? I'll post this question on all the social media Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod, on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod, and you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matthew. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. 
I am the smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. Um, don't know what our wager is for this season. May or may not involve lawnmowers. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Worst. I'm, I'm, I'm way behind on paying off uh, rewards off wagers, so... I need to catch up before I start thinking about next season because God knows I'm probably going to lose. Uh, I'll start you off, Matt. You ready for an easy question? I suppose. These are all from Bart Gets Famous. Okay. Your easy question. What is Bart's catchphrase that propels him into temporary fame? I didn't do it. That is correct. All right, sir. Your easy question. Woozle was What is the name? (laughs) No, no, no. No, That is not the answer. I'm sorry. You (laughs) got the easy question wrong. Way to go, Robbie. (laughs) No. Uh, what is the name of Selma's lizard? Um, Jub Jub. Yeah, you are correct. I did. Word me there for a second. No, I, <laughs> I, I had to literally just let it come to me. You know, you just gotta let it, let the information uh-huh. surface. Um, your medium question, Matt. What is the name of Homer's one man band's new song? Uh, Tighten Up. Dang! I'm impressed. <laughs> this is the song you tighten up to. Da, 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 da. I can't believe it. I was. I did not expect you to get that. All right. What's my medium question? All right, sir. Your medium question. What is the name of the woman Homer dances with in Homer's Night Out? The Princess Jasmine. Sorry, it is Princess Cashmere. Cashmere? What's Jasmine? Yeah. I don't. Princess Jasmine's from Aladdin. No, man. I know <laughs> that, but I mean, like, I swear, Jasmine. They say that in that episode somewhere, don't they? Is that one of the I clubs named? I don't remember. Cashmere. Maybe. Thinking. Should have kept that in tight with the Led Zeppelin reference. Jasmine. Because <laughs> that was before Aladdin. Um, your hard question, Matt. Although Good I don't know I, I don't know how hard it is. Like I'm not I, I have no idea anymore. Um, who are the guests with Bart on Match Game at twenty thirty four? Oh, um well I remember the head of Kitty Carlisle. Um I've... We have Billy Crystal. Farrah Fawcett, Majors, O'Neill, Varney. Oh, God, yeah. Lonnie, ventriloquist Lonnie Anderson, Spike Lee, and head of Kitty Carlisle. I'm glad I put them in this order. All right, what is my hard question? <laughs> All right, so your hard question. What are the four questions on the fatherhood quotient test? Oh, God. Um, name, was it? It's uh, name your... I'm going to kill my cats. Uh, name a, one of your child's idols, I think. Um, name a, a, you name of one of their close friends. Um, name a hobby, I think. And because they all relate back to the soapbox derby. Right. Um, and name, I can't think of a fourth one. Hmm. Name a, or would be what is... Your son. What is your child's? Your son's, I guess, primarily. What is your son's? I can't think of it. Favorite food? I don't know. What's the, I, what? Uh, what's the answer? I, I'm. You are so close. Uh, it is name another dad you talk to about parenting. Uh, and then he goes to Flanders. Yep. All right. So I get two out of three points, right, Matt? Afraid not, Robbie. That's not the way it works. Can't start throwing away points until I have a solid lead. You, that's. That's why you need to give me points now, so that doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. I'm disappointed in myself. Oh, Sorry, Robbie. Uh, it's okay. I'm a dumb dumb. Um, I should have taken the time to think. 
Okay. Uh, That'll do it for trivia for this week. We can move on to our final segment. Segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. So we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Compiling the list. Um, where does this one go, Matt? It's a tough one. Um, I think I think it's good. Yeah, it's, I think relatively yeah. high. Honestly, I think that's what I'm thinking. Because I mean, it's obviously going higher than when you dish upon a star, which is currently at 196. I, I mean, I'm I, thinking top hundred for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's where I, I was going. At least top hundred. I was like looking at the Lisa episodes. I think it's. I like it more than Lisa the Simpson. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't. I you know I'm looking up at the episodes and you know I get to like. And Brady Active Man and March We Trust and Lisa the Greek. And like, is it better than Lisa the Greek? I don't know. I really enjoy Lisa the Greek. The Lisa Homer dynamic in that episode is is exactly what I would expect. Like I mean, maybe this is because that episode was so early on and it established the relationship for me, but I, I think it is the encapsulation of everything we've come to expect from the the Homer Lisa relationship, uh, and and it, it gave us Lisa's character like on a platter. So this this is who Lisa Simpson is when it comes to relating to other people. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's better than in Marge We Trust. I don't know about Lisa the Greek. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, Lisa the Greek is very foundational. Like you said, it is very much like it. It kind of esta- it it definitely establishes Lisa and Homer's relationship, and I don't know. I I think because it's so early on, we've it's easy to forget because we haven't watched in a while. But mm-hmm. I I think you're right. I think Lisa the Greek's better. I th- think it's better than in March We Trust. I don't necessarily like putting those, the two Lisa episodes right next to each other, but it is a very easy comparison yeah, yeah. point. Um, is it better than Listen Lady? I think you're, I think you're, I think I'm with you. I think it is just better than in March We Trust and just below Lisa the Greek. There we have it. Okay. That's a new number 80 on the Lisa. Lisa gets an A. Uh, pretty good spot considering uh, the rest of what season 10 has offered us. Yeah. Start the top for season ten. Um, so they'll put it. That's new number eighty on our list. Number one on our list is still Homer's enemy. Last on our list is when you dish upon a star. I was recently ta- recently taken the last place episode. Um, unfortunately, Matt, I don't know if it's going to stay there because our next episode is Homer Simpson in kidney trouble. Oh, oh man. Um, oh dear. <laughs> poor, poor. Uh, what was it? Uh, Homer Homer's Odyssey. It was there for so long, and uh, Lady Shabana <laughs> Star's only going to have it for a few episodes. I well, guess. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Homer Simpson did Kitty Trouble isn't as bad as I remember it. But I, it is, it is the episode yeah. where Homer leaves his father to die without a kidney. So. <laughs> not necessarily great. But we'll talk about it next week. Uh, we'll see how it holds up. Uh. You can find this list on our website, simplythesimpsonshow.com. Uh, links to everything there to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Um, check it out. I think that'll do it for us this week. You can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. And uh, please check out my other podcasts, Ants Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. And uh, Serial Fanaticist. It's about lots of nerdy things. Uh, most recent episode is about uh, the Stephen King's The Stand, as I continue my journey, my retrospective through all of Stephen King's works with guests 
Matt does not participate in social media unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. That's true. However, uh, I do occasionally look up. So if uh, you have one of those jets or planes that spits out clouds, you know, write me a message. I, I enjoy cloud messages. They're fun. <laughs> cloud messages, Matt? Yeah, skywriting, you know. I, yeah, skywriting. That's the that's <laughs> that's the way I know of it. It's sky. I I like it. it's cloud messaging. You know, it's, cloud it's internet based sometimes. Oh, got it, got it. It's, yes, I, I swear. There's got to be that's got to be a thing. It's like oh, you just text this to this special number, and then someone will write it out in the sky. You know, using cloud messaging. It's not your. It's not. Uh, it's not the cloud. It's just someone else's computer. Oh, okay. I think that'll do it for us this week. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt, and keep watching this episodes. Shh.